The Rolex Australian Grand Prix lights out at five o'clock at Albert Park, one of the one of the great street circuits. They call it a street circuit, but the average speed uh, was it's close to two hundred kilometres now. Methinks not so much of a street circuit, but it, they uh, have ex- said over four hundred and ten thousand will be at the have gone through the park to this day. One of those is a Kiwi who's a motorsport aficionado, worked with them before, and a good bloke, Mike. Uh, Likefoot is in the stand somewhere. Hello, Mike. How are you, mate? G'day, Stephen. How are you doing? Oh, mate, that sounds awfully polite. I thought I was expecting you to be amongst uh, uh, amongst screaming <laughs> fans. Where are you? Are you in some executive suite? Uh, I was on Friday, actually. I got invited into uh, one of the suites above the uh, Formula One pits, actually, by a good friend of mine. It's uh, last minute. It was a fantastic experience, and I was really uh, really proud to, to, to have taken that opportunity up. It was fantastic, but... <laughs> Yeah, I, look, I heard you talk about the crowd that's here, and it's amazing, right? I've, you know, I've been here many times, um, but this is by far the biggest crowd I've ever seen. And to be honest, Melbourne's turned the weather on, on, on for us today. It's just beautiful over here. The uh, Formula One aficionados are talking about Formula One being a real show now. Is it a show on the ground, as far as you have experienced? It is, mate. It is a show, absolutely. I mean, right around the stand. We've walked right around the whole park, actually. We've had a look, and they've got all sorts of events and things happening. They've got the Army, the Air Force doing demonstrations, and they've got... It's, it's like a travelling road that they've got a lot of their own stuff that they bring with them. But what's been spectacular this time round is the fact that they've got the F3 and the F2s here. Yeah. That's really what drew me to come back to Melbourne and see that. And, you know, I mean, with Liam having been an F2 last year and Marcus Armstrong... A little bit disappointed we don't have any Kiwis in there, but it's still good to follow these young Aussie boys that are coming through, and uh, you know to finally see these cars in the in the you know in the South Pacific is just fantastic. It's been something else. What has been the feedback from locals about having F two and F three there? Oh, they've absolutely loved it, and I think you know one of the things they're trying to do is to get the Aussie crowd in behind this and really rack up as the drivers come through. So the Formula One um, series understands that, that Australia wants these cars back. You know, it's been, I, I think it's been a very successful weekend. You know, I brought my two boys across to see them and uh, we've absolutely loved it. And as long as they, they bring them, you know, or continue to bring them down here, I think they're going to draw a slightly different crowd. And it's also getting people involved into the junior series. You know, a lot of these young guys go on to become Formula One drivers. And we certainly hope that, you know, our guy, Liam, makes that. He's certainly heading in the right direction, and he's been through the Formula Two class, so um, it's fantastic. Mike, what's what's the feedback been from your boys about their experience? What have they soaked up, and and what did they want to see, and and who do they want to see? Well, both my boys, you know, McLaren supporters, being being a former Kiwi team, and it started out at, out of Bruce, so they're both Lando boys. Um, I've got a Red Bull shirt on. I'm a Max fan. Oh, stop so it! So we have rivalry within the family. <laughs> but uh, look, I've got to say though, Stephen, like the highlight for the boys uh, over the weekend has been the, the qualifying yesterday. Yeah. I mean, you know, to see Formula One cars that close and and come down to those last few minutes in the in, you know in the, in the qualifying session, and what's what's really been the surprise for so many people here, and it's been a big big talking point over here, is the way Mercedes <laughs> has just suddenly stepped up. You know, like we, nobody was expecting that. And to have uh, Russell and Hamilton, you know, in, in, the, in the top four, I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's, wow, fantastic. You know, you know, we're all a bit cynical when we talk about Formula One, right, sometimes. Do you think Russell and uh, Hamilton gang up on Max? Do you think they at that first corner? Because that first corner can, can be chaos. 
It can, and um, you know everybody's talking about Red Bull potentially have reliability issues. Um, Max was moaning yesterday about his gearbox. Uh, you know Perez has certainly got issues. So um, you know team team rules come into play when you're at this level of motorsport and. Uh, Mark my words, mate, the Mercedes team will be doing everything they can to get one of them out front. Did you have those flash paddock passes where you could go behind and sort of almost bump into into the drivers? Because it's like being at a horse racing meet. They're so tiny. They're like, like jockeys. Exactly. I, I did have the pass on Friday. Unfortunately, I, I, I don't have the funds, Stephen, to get in there for the whole weekend. <laughs> as, as, you can, as you can imagine, yeah. mate, there's some, uh, some pretty wealthy people in those stands. But, yeah, you can actually get in behind and see the drivers, and you're right, you know, they're lean, mean machines, they've got no fat on them. Um, I don't think I'd even fit in a car now, to be fair. <laughs> no, well, no, 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 you've, you've, got to, you've got to be pretty lean, Michael, I know that. Uh, what, is the, what is the gospel talk and, and buzz around Fernando Alonso? Is it as great as uh, those in the game are? Very much so. I mean, you know, when Fernando was in fire in the practice sessions and, and heading into qualifying, uh, he's a, he's an exceptionally popular driver over here. Uh, you know the chair, and honestly, the Aston Martin team gear is just everywhere. It's really lifted their profile, bringing Fernando into that team. Um, and I think uh, you know it's great to see. You know, it's I feel that this year Formula One has has sort of come together as more of a challenge than what it's been in previous years, where you've just had one team cleaning up. And uh, and it, it, it gets a little bit boring when it's like that. Whereas this year, it seems to be different. And to have a team like Aston Martin and Alonso in that team step up to where they are is great for the sport. Am I taking you? Am I taking you away from? I'm just. I'm looking at live pictures now. Where are you talking to me from? I'm actually just behind the stand, just because of the. They've got the commentary happening. Oh no! I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit loud, but can't hear. No, it's all good. That's all good. I'm re- I'm, uh, I've got plenty of time, mate. I've got plenty of time. Because I was intrigued to know close up what do the cars look like? Are they big? Do the do the wheels make them look bigger? Are they small? Do they look like, you know, rockets on wheels? What? Yeah, they look like rockets on wheels and uh, they're absolutely beautiful. And you know, when you when you understand that these things cost around twenty six million each, um, you know, <laughs> they're a pretty expensive uh, motor vehicle, but uh the work involved in them and the way the team developed them and you know it is just mm. engineering at its best and it's really it is really cool to see them so um, they're a lot quieter than they used to be oh, with the yeah, new we, generation as well you we know, don't like previous, that we don't like that ones, do we yeah. we don't really like that we want screaming v10s and 12s don't we well the day the days of the earplugs with the f1 cars gone you know you sit in the stand and they come past and they're actually very quiet oh. uh, they, they still look impressive don't get me wrong but you don't need to wear earplugs like in the old days where your eardrum was blown <laughs> out the side of your head you know it's, uh, <laughs> it's a little it's a little bit more gentlemanly like to watch to put it that way oh well that'll suit you perfectly so let's just talk quickly what has been your highlight to date I think the highlight for me really was qualifying yesterday um, you know, to see it come down to the wire that close and, and on the last lap changing was just, just fantastic. It was, uh, it was you, you know, that's really what I came here to see and was hoping for, but I didn't think it was going to be like that. So a real surprise and an absolute highlight to see, you know, even someone like Alex Albon and a Williams in the top 10. You know, that, mm-hmm. that, that happened last year, but it hasn't happened really since. So to see Williams doing that again, it's just, just fantastic. So no... The highlight for me, mate, has been the qualifying. But the whole weekend, to be away with my son, first time I've taken him to Formula One. Uh, you know, they followed my motorsport career, and, and I've been to many Formula One events. But uh, 
to have them here with me has been a, has also been a highlight. What about these supercars? Was there much interest in supercars and cars on fire and bashing each other in those four short races? Well, to be honest, as much as oh, I love supercars, but I feel disappointed. You know, to have a supercar race that's cut short at seven laps, yeah. that's, that's not a championship race or 13. Yeah. And it's got to be disappointing for the drivers. Um, and I think, you know, they don't come here for that. They come here for a 20 or 23 lap race and they've been cut short. And I don't really understand, you know, why they're doing that. They've got a lot of time between all the other uh, races. So to me, that they could have could have done that. But where we were sitting, Stephen, was right across from where the fires happened. So when James Courtney came in, it was spectacular. And mark my words, it was as good as it looked on TV. It was a big fire. <laughs> Everybody loves a bit of drama. I know Scott McLaughlin tweeted that he thought it was the worst round of supercars he'd ever watched while he prepares for Texas. Mike, thanks so much for giving me your time. Get back in. It's uh, lights out in about 25 minutes, so I don't want you to not miss the start. Awesome, mate. Thanks very much, and uh, happy to happy to share a little bit of the experience over here at the Melbourne Grand Prix with you. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate your time. Mike Lightfoot, our man in the stand at the Melbourne Grand Prix. How cool is that? So uh, interesting. Uh, he is a real motor racer, and to, to, for him to also echo the sentiments of Scott McLaughlin and say, uh, rubbish supercars, you know, small. They were 19-lap races, then it went down to 13. Oh, there's Kylie Minogue on the telly. You've got to have Kylie there with the Australian Grand Prix, don't you? That's pretty cool.